This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hey kids, do you like wrestling? You like professional wrestling? It's been kind of good this week. Hi, I'm Jeff Hawkins. You might know me from Voices of Wrestling's Shake Them Ropes. Chris Novembrino went to go get cigarettes and a carton of milk. We hope he'll be back. If you were listening to last week's show, I was supposed to have a gentleman by the name of Cody. Cody was unfortunately unable to be here. Chris will be buried next week for this travesty of justice, but I have a Rolodex of people that I can call. And it's a great thing after doing podcasting for so long, someone from the old Fightful neighborhood. You might remember, I might have done a few shows with him over there. One, Mr. Warren Hayes of the Mr. Warren Hayes show starring Mr. Warren Hayes, (laughs) also the co-owner of uh, Bell to Bells, but uh, you might know him as Warren Hayes. Hi, Warren. (laughs) Hi, hi, Jeff. Yeah, you know, I got I, I got a little nervous, you know, listening because I'm a, I'm a listener. I listen to the podcast. So I got a little nervous, you know, when all this Cody talk was popping up last week. <laughs> and I go, wow. OK. And, you, you, you know, we're talking about a guy, you know, who has broadcast experience like Chris was putting him over big time. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, well, here you go. Well, you know, you, you know. Here's here's the B team right here, Warren Hayes. <laughs> no, you are, no, you're not the B team. Because 45 minutes after the show drops, I get a DM from Cody. Can't do it. I was like, Mother. there you go, there you go. That's planning. This is why Chris Novembrino will never be an attorney because he does not know the answers to the questions he asks. First oh, there you go. Law school, right there. Uh, I, I'm going to start with a fun story here. Uh, a lot of you may be aware that Excalibur was not on AEW dynamite nor aew dark because he was getting married this weekend congratulations to him Mm -hmm. i have a tangential connection to the wedding because two weeks ago i get a text from a vice president aew i'll give you a clue he used to have a show here on the voices of wrestling network called wrestlenomics if you don't know who that is this point i don't know what to do for you but anyways (laughs) i get a text and it says this hey jeff do you know frank sabatka from the wire not the actor's name, the character name from season two of The Wire. Frank I was going to say, yeah. I kind of looked at this. I went, well, you know, you, you get this a lot from people who, like your parents, like, hey, I'm going to be an actor. Oh, have you ever met Denzel Washington? No, <laughs> mom, I've never met Denzel Washington. I've met plenty of people in stand-up and stuff like that. That's not one of them. But this is somebody I don't personally know, but I looked on Facebook and I had some connections if I needed to. You had a couple of degrees of separation. Is what I had a couple saying. of degrees of separation. I, ha- I had like a subway free sub punch hole card. I had favors I could have called in. All right, cool. I okay. needed to have gotten used sure. any of those there, but I didn't. Because you see, the man who plays Frank Sabaka is a man by the name of Chris Bauer, a very talented actor, an actor that I really, really like. He's on a show called Heels that is on the Stars Network. Also on this show, one CM Punk, who had just come back to the company, was on there. And also, it happens to star one Stephen Amell, who is also really good friends with one Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. So I text him back. I go, why are you asking me when two of the guys that you work with? <laughs> oh, I'll, And I go, ask, 
ask punk because he was on heels with him that was my first thing he goes okay i'll ask phil i was like thanks for dropping that name mook appreciate that (laughs) rub it in my face yeah i get it you know cm punk on a first name basis yeah exactly basis yeah go ahead mookie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love Mookie. Love him to death. One of my favorite people. Uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's do this. Let's put you on the spot a little bit. Oh boy, Warren. I almost called you Chris. Warren, no, you can be you Chris know, today if you'd like. Whatever, whatever up. floats your boat. You, you know, have cats. Do you have like something you'd put? <laughs> I have kids. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look. I have I have a a twenty two year old who wow. you know who's on his own. And and I have and I a thirteen very year old. Similar in age, we're very close. We're, I think I'm a year older than you. It could be. Well, are you really? Because you look really good for a fifty-one year old guy. No, no, I'm forty. I'm forty-seven actually. That don't crack. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a year older than you. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Twenty-two year old. Cool. And a thirteen year old. Oh, okay. I did not. You know what? I've known you all these years. I did not know you had children. Do they like no, wrestling, they or they just think dad's an idiot? Uh, no, well, my, 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 my youngest used to be, we, you know, we, we, we actually went to SmackDown shows. Uh, Oscar was her favorite wrestler. Uh, she even had a AJ Styles t-shirt and all you know, all that stuff, but she sort of grew out of it. And, uh, and my, my, my son is a musician. He actually studied, he studies music at a conservatory. You know, he wants to be a, he's angling to, to. What's he play? He's a percussionist. Okay. And he wants to do the orchestra stuff. So, yeah, dad's obsession with professional wrestling to him is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, Dad, it's not exactly high. that wrestling stuff is dorky. I'm going to be over here playing the triangle. For a exactly. <laughs> Just uh, at perfect, perfect pitch timing. There you go. <laughs> Here's Slay Right. I'm going to do that. The classic <laughs> at the whip. Uh, not, not to dismiss percussionists, but. You know. No, no, no. No, but uh, let's, no, but let's put it over for a quick second here because the percussionist does have to learn a, a huge range of. Yes. Of instruments, they have it's to not have just. Rhythm. I mean, it's not like playing the cowbell is just that easy necessarily. I mean, there's, there's exactly. I mean, once you get the basic rhythm stuff out of the way, you know, and you know, of course, you know, when he was younger, he, you know, he we had the drum kit and everything, but now, you know, he plays timpali and you know all sorts of different varieties of xylophones and oh, and xylophones stuff are like, difficult. I'll, I'll pull him over for that. Those things are he, tough. He can play. Uh, he can play a xylophone with four sticks. Oh, and it's, yeah. And it is wild. Like, I don't, and I know like it's a common thing, but when you see your kid doing it, you're like, there's a certain amount of pride that goes along with this. Like, you know what? My genetics contributed to this amazing <laughs> thing I'm seeing right now. It was all me that did that. that was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're going for. Good, good job on that. Take credit for other people's work, Warren. Always, always. Uh, tell me you might want to start watching SmackDown. There could be some percussion related stuff going on sooner than later there oh boy i'll tell you about that later okay Uh, but i did want to ask you this as the co-owner of bell to bells Mm -hmm. this is going to be an opinion for which i get heat for and i i'm fully willing to take it in the united states of the major wrestling companies where would you rank aew's women's division okay are we i'm gonna parse this one just to make very sure that we're that we talk about the let right me thing. let me put you this way don't let's 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 I'll, I'll parse it even further okay i'm not saying top to bottom i'm not saying you have to take the entire breadth of the women's division let's just say top tier 
Where would you rank the top tier of the women's division for AEW? In what, uh, in what order? Let, let, let's go with order. Like here. from WWE, let's say WWE Impact. Right now, I, okay, I'll, I'll take the heat first. I have it as fourth. I have it behind WWE, which has a plethora of people in there that could, I'd say across the four brands, they have about 10 people who could walk into AEW and be number two. Sure. In the ring. Absolutely. Maybe not personality-wise, but in the ring. Mm-hmm. I think Impact's probably second. Mm-hmm. And I think Ring of Honor's third, and I think AEW's in fourth. Mm, okay. I would, uh, slight disagreement over Ring of Honor. Okay. Uh, because, and, and if it's only because of the most recent additions to the AEW women's division. Um, I think that... Jamie hate like everyone's excited about Ruby Soho and with reason, you know, I think she is, uh, she was very good as Heidi Lovelace. Uh, she is an extremely loved member of the locker room when she was at in, in, in WWE, you saw it when she left and you saw it when she debuted. Yeah. WWE people being happy for, uh, and she's very talented. She's a woman who never got the opportunity to shine properly in, in WWE. So for sure, get excited about that. But Jamie Hayter is going to be the unsung hero of this division until they decide to push her. And she's already paying dividends. Uh, was it last Friday on Rampage was the, the match that she had a match with two Red Velvet, one. right? Yeah, the uh, two yeah. on one. Or, yeah. Or was it, I can't quite remember. I'm sorry. Like, but she had a match recently with Red Velvet. Yeah. And Velvet, Velvet, I consider to be one of the successes of AEW's developmental system, you know, whatever you want to call it. She's uneven. She's not perfect, but you know, she's she's a go-to. She's she and she's more capable in the ring than the opposite. But you know, she still has moments. And she had a moment where. There was a move, I can't, you know, there was a move that Jamie caught her. The move didn't quite work out, but Hader being the experienced veteran out of stardom that she is, was able to cover the move so that it didn't look oh, half yeah, the, as bad. The Miss Moonsault. This was on Dynamite. The Miss Moonsault. Back, yeah. So, and she, um, and, t- and tonight we just, as we're recording, we just finished watching Rampage. Uh, she was the MVP of that match bumping everywhere taking taking leg sweeps on the neck like she was everywhere for everyone during this match it wasn't rebel who was pulling her weight here you know hater is a huge addition to that division and and she is going to be critical for helping some of the talent that um requires a little more finesse let's put it that way i have yeah i have lamented on this show a little bit that AEW has passed up some really good in-ring performers to focus on the new. Yeah, they had a chance at Mercedes Martinez somewhat. I think she was always going to go to WWE for that mm-hmm. one. I, I mean, they had Nicole Savoy in there for a while. Yeah. They should, yes. they should have signed the hell out of her. Which is absurd. It's absurd. Uh, Especially when you when they turn around and, they, and you like you consider, oh, they signed, you know, they go with Julia Hart. It'd be, contro- like- it'd be controversial, but Tessa's out there and, you know, there, there's there's baggage with that. But I think I still think with her old man there and you put her on a very short leash and then if she screws up, you just cut her. I mean, that's that's not the hardest thing in the world, but I think they need some ring generals in there. 
Uh, the reason I say that is uh, when we get, when we do uh, ice cold takes on All Out, I need to talk about this uh, battle royal because it was a beautiful disaster, is <laughs> in my opinion. I, I and that's not their fault. It's it's the fault of how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the they changed the style of the battle royal to 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 something that is a little bit more star making and in doing so they they got a little convoluted and they got in their own way but we'll get into that in a moment uh let's do some news here jeff can pull it up and find it because he closed it like a dope uh well yeah aew very good week for all out over Mm -hmm. two hundred thousand buys for tony khan also this week the first time dynamite might be raw in the 18 to 49 the same week 1.319 million viewers with a 0.52 rating in the key 18 to 49 demo, Dynamite was also ahead of Raw in males 18 to 49. And uh, I think this is people 35 to 49. I think that's what P is here, that or parents. I think it's people. Dynamite ranked number one among cable originals in 18 to 49 demo for the day. A hot show led to a lot of curious eyeballs. What a novel concept that is in professional wrestling, Warren. It's very, but you know, this key demo stuff though, let's say this is new, right? Brand new inventions. Never heard of this. It didn't beat <laughs> raw. What are you talking about? Raw did uh, like 2 million viewers. What's this key demo stuff? This is new moving the goalposts. What's this all about? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Of course, the discourse is ridiculous around all of this because this is a success. It, you, you can, you can only perceive yeah. What's been going on as a success? We are not even, we are inching towards the third year of existence of this company, and it is beating venerable eternal uh, promotion WWE slash F, whatever you want to call it, which has 30, 35 years of experience of t- television programming, of being a part of the fabric of the United States of America, and they're beating them in the demo. Three years in, it's ridiculous, man. It's a success across the board. Professional tackle football is coming back too, and that does not loom well for one Monday Night Raw. That is, uh, that is going to be, they're going to be. If they don't like hearing it now, they're not going to like hearing it in the future. No, Trust they're not. On that. No, no, they're no. not. And the thing is, is it, you know, I, I know there's a lot, you know, uh, there's always discourse around these things, but you got to go back into the history for this, right? And I'm not the biggest ratings guy. I think ratings discussion is uh, is tedious. I don't think it's all that interesting. If I were a marketer and if I were in, in, in advertising for television networks, I'd probably get really excited about all this talk. I appreciate talking about it when it's time for successes and all of that. But my point is that even myself as an you know a a a guy who observes ratings development from afar not as in-depth as some people do even i can say look historically speaking football is not good for for wwe on monday nights it's just it's just not so you can only expect this trend to continue downward for for wwe it's just that simple i i like to do a little bit of uh anthropological uh television watching Ooh. And, so you, you you watch a lot of uh, Nat Geo then? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what I mean by that is I like to watch the commercials and I like to see who's advertising sure. on wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that to me signals how cool wrestling is, how how much certain 
advertisers, what kinds of advertisers want to advertise on the programming. And I always find it a bad look, especially for raw. Like I watch on, on, on direct TV. So I don't know if, if this is where local ads are put in or, or what, but the bug assault. I've heard about it. Full disclosure, right? I'm in Canada, so I don't get, Ah. but, but I, I have heard people discuss the bug assault commercial. Yes, I know what, what you're talking okay, about. Okay, what kind of commercials do they play on Raw for 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 uh, in Canada? Do they it, play it, it, Little Caesars and no, and they're kind of always they're kind of a, the same. Like the one that we get the most often is uh, is a doctor uh, who is uh, pawning off, you know, these um, these uh, pain reliever, <laughs> these electroshock pain relievers, uh-huh. right? That you put on oh, your like, back, like the, like the bracelets. And- no, 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 no. Actual stuff that pads you put on your back and they create spasms. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you know? I've, I've had things like that when I was doing rehab for my knee, but this is so the at home version. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, and it's an infomercial style. You live in a third world country. Is that what's going on? I mean, what, what are we doing here? That's your main ad for wrestling is this doctor hawking. Hey, during a three-hour episode of Raw, I'm, I guarantee it we see it four times. That's like Ron Popeil, like being the main guy in America. <laughs> I agree. I completely oh, agree. Lord. Oh, yeah. People are so backwards. What's up with that? Well, oh. maybe they know the demo. Maybe they know exactly the demo they're yes, going the, for. The, the, the demo is elderly people looking for back relief. Although we get stuff like the general, I mean, we get like low rate car insurance ads sometimes. The car insurance ads are interesting because it's like progressive will flood the market on Fridays. Mondays is like the general or mercury insurance, which are kind of like your ones that you get when you're like under the age of 25 and don't, and just need cut rate insurance of some kind. Right. So, okay. Yeah. It's it, it, not the big leagues. No, not, not, no, it's not all state necessarily or, uh, you know, the ones that play during professional Geico. football games. Well, Geico, Geico plays everywhere, but yeah, Geico, I guess you consider them big time because they are one of the bigger ones now. Uh, WWE announcing that Triple H suffered a quote unquote cardiac event. And also in this news release, wanted to make sure that everybody knew that this was due to a genetic heart issue, a genetic, a, uh, a, uh, yeah, a genetic issue with the heart. Uh, number one. God bless WWE for not calling it a heart attack because we, we have to do different verbiage for everything. And number two, the, the press release to me, look, I hope Triple H, I hope this is not serious. I hope this is not a heart attack. Sure. I, I, I never wish that on anybody. The same time, in, in the press release, stressing that this was a ge- due to a genetic heart issue. So hard makes my brain go the opposite way going. Exactly. Yeah, go, oh, exactly. Ah, steroids. It makes it go. You know, I mean, are they are they trying to hide it? Or are they trying to? Are they, they seem very defensive about that for some reason. No, it's a. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I hadn't heard anything else other than the press release. Have you? Uh, no, absolutely not. And uh, you had the exact same thought as I, you know, in my sh- in, in in my day job. We are know? so cynical. We are so cynical about this. No, but I mean, look for real. Uh, it's a hope that it's nothing serious. We hope uh, H is back on his feet really, really soon. We hope he's okay for 
you know, himself, his family, his kids, you know, I, for real, you know, and it's not you know, what we're talking about right now has nothing to do with Paul Levesque himself. It is no. the, 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 the press release that was put out because I work in PR. That's what I do for a living. So I look at the words here and they're like, look, it, there's a difference between wanting to get in front of the story, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what they tried to do by saying it's a genetic hunt versus um, we're delivering information before you guys start asking questions. Yeah. This would have been a situation where I was like, if anyone wants to ask us a question, send your questions to PR and we'll answer them. But it just, it feels a little fishy. And it is the most, like you said, the most WWE verbiage, you know, a a cardiac event. Like what are they going to say when Vince (laughs) dies? We are sad to announce that Vince McMahon has been relieved of respiratory functions. We you know, wish is that what they're gonna the say? best in his future endeavors in the afterlife. Hard subject to change. Vince will not be here tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wanted them to go like full WWE. Though. Like, he, like Triple H had a cardiac event, was rushed to a local medical facility. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> At least they they said it was a hospital. They mentioned that he was taken to yeah, a they hospital. They said the word hospital. That had to kill them. They had, yeah. had to kill them. It's just like, oh, I don't want to use that word. No. <laughs> they had to get administrator access to unlock the word on their, you know, it, on the word on the word processor. Triple, Triple H was seeking out a medical opportunity. <laughs> okay, we have to take off his pants. <laughs> Get the belt. No, don't say it's a belt. No, it's not a belt. It, it is a it is pants support units. It's a That's pants the support word. unit. Yes. Oh, good lord. We give them such crap, but they earn it. They earn they it. Earn it. They time. really do. They really do. But we, we hope I, we hope Triple H is going to is, is doing well. And I do on the, too. On the That's end. scary, especially yes, it is. When, when you're a kid and that happens to you, because that happened to me as a small child, and you don't wish that on anybody. I know that the kids are now older, but uh gold olympic gold medalist from the united states of america suck it canada uh gable stevenson has signed with the wwe but it appears it's going to be one of these new deals uh given the new supreme court ruling on amateur athletes being able to get endorsements and money and stuff because later on that day gable stevenson also said he was going back to the golden gophers for his senior year of college to go into the ncaa's find that fascinating I, I, uh, wow. Yeah. It, it looks that way. It looks like he's not going, unless his brother just, uh, went into the PC class last week, mm-hmm. uh, with that. But, uh, I guess it's just a brave new world now because it used to be you win the gold medal and you get endorsements and stuff. You want to strike while that iron's hot and go pro and cash in on that. But now that college athletes can get endorsements, you don't have to do that. I thought he might be going to the worlds also, but it doesn't look like he's going to necessarily. He's, he's just going to stay home and train for uh, the NCAAs. Any thoughts? That's fascinating. Again, this, you know, maybe this is, you know, it's, it's definitely a country divide here when it comes to college sports, you know, it's uh, here in Canada, it is not even remotely as complex and advanced as it is in the as it is with the NCAA, well, so so this news is fascinating to me. Okay, uh, well, what what used to happen here before this Supreme Court ruling is that uh, <laughs> college athletes could not take 
money from endorsements. They could not sell their jerseys. They could not do, they could not right. basically cash in on their college stardom uh, for fear of <laughs> corrupting the fine institution of college <laughs> athletics. Um, <Sure>. <laughs> and now they can. And, and, and this is the first real season we're seeing this here because you know what would ha- happen you'd, you'd hear that story of you know the star quarterback would get that big paying no show summer job at the local auto dealership where <laughs> where somehow he also got a new porsche to drive on campus hmm, how'd that happen you yeah know? yeah okay it, it's basically i i see it a little bit as getting uh, getting corruption out of college athletics in some ways but there's going to be a whole new can of worms down the line because unfortunately or fortunately, or just it's a fact of life, male sports are more popular than female sports. So male athletes will be making a whole lot more money than female athletes. And often it is the footballs and the basketballs of most colleges that subsidize things like your diving team and your track team and things like that. So there, there could be down the road, some sort of, uh, uh, income inequality lawsuit sure okay based on uh based on gender down the road i think mm-hmm. I, I i'm i'm not an attorney nor do i play one on podcasts i'm just thinking sure. out loud here down the road so but, so so based on that then so he can be a wwe superstar yes but yet continue okay that's very interesting yeah he won't be, i don't think he'll be training until after he gets done graduating but you know if he wanted to wear wwe gear to a meet or he something could. like that. He could do that. Here's yeah. something, here's something fascinating to me though. Like it, let's say, you know, regardless of his situation. Okay. Here, here's what fa- fascinates me. You sign Gable Stevenson. You put the guy on TV, right? You just put that guy immediately on TV. You pull a Kurt Angle, man. Vern Gagne here booking properly. Yes. Of course I you mean, do. right? The, the, and if he, he continues, oh, I want to go, I want to go uh, finish up, you know, with, uh, you know, at home on the, on the NCAA circuit. So you sweeten the deal. You're like, no, man, we're getting you on TV right now because you, you won the medals. It's still fresh in everyone's mind. We pulled you out at SummerSlam. You get the kid on TV. You don't put him in the PC for God knows how long to, you know, uh, train you get, for you give him three moves and you put him on TV doing squash matches and, and, you, and you teach him. Yeah. And, and, and you, and you, you play off of that. Don't put him in the PC, have him rehearse his entrance, you know, or, you know, stupid, the hard cam, all the, because how long is he going to be in the PC? That's always the thing. They're going to keep him there for two, three years. This is when they should be striking. This is exactly I, it. I agree. Well, I agree. But, I mean, the, the last major athlete that they had, to me at least, that they could have really, really done something with was Casey Catanzaro. After that whole American sure. ninja warrior, basically competitive obstacle course running. That's, mm-hmm. that's all it, it is. <laughs> But I mean, that show is gangbusters. That show is hot, or it used to be back, back when they signed her, and then they just stuck her in training. They don't see. They don't view. They don't view things like you and I rationally. They live in a bubble where WWE is is a giant brand, and and you know they're not the well, NBA. Trey Young, who's that? 
<laughs> oh, they don't like him. Let's let, let let's give him some money and have him show up at well with him. They did well with him tonight. Yes, I mean, they did. Tonight, if you watched wrestling on Friday night tonight, you were very happy. We'll get to that yes, in a moment. I got very- one more news story here to do, and I, these aren't the kinds of things I usually read on Shake Them Ropes, but I have some further information about it because there was that story that came out that uh, the pitch for Adam Cole on the main roster was to number one, drop the Cole last name and to be Keith Lee's manager and be the smaller guy hiding behind the bigger guy, much like Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. The pitch is true, but this was not the pitch. I heard from somebody in the company. This was a pitch possibly done in a brainstorming session at some point, it was, it was one of those that was done a while ago. It was not the thing that they came and brought to Adam Cole and said, this is, this is our big idea for you. Chopping the cigar, whatever. Come on, kid. I'm going to make you, you're going to be a manager. No, it was just something that was brought up and not acted upon. It was, it wasn't going to be, this wasn't, this wasn't the thing that made Adam Cole go, ah, I'm going to AEW if they're going to make me a manager necessarily. I, 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 it's, it's one of those things where you hear things like this and, and you just, from my point background, from being a writer, you know that this was just something probably around the table at some point that somebody brought up, probably Vince or, or, or Bruce, because that, that's the only people really doing these things right now. They'll take the writer's ideas, but I don't think they'll, I mean, they'll, 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 they'll consider them. Let's put it that way, but they're not as important as Vince or Bruce's ideas, but this sounded like a. This sounded like something like when you're brainstorming, you just throw things out there, mm-hmm. and you hope maybe there's a semblance of an idea you can build on, even if it's an absolute worst idea you've ever said. And this this sounded to me like it was just an idea that that was out there, but there's no way. There's no way you're gonna bring this to a guy that you want to re-sign with your company. I'm sorry. So. Take take it with a slight grain of salt. It's it's a true story, but it's not the story. That's what I, I have. Say. I have two thoughts, and the first because I'm not surprised at all because it did sound like a you know an off the cuff kind of idea. But the reason why it got traction, Jeff, and you know this, we 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 talk, you you said it yourself just a couple of minutes ago about WWE when we we're talking about press releases. They bring this stuff on themselves on themselves because they have a history of yes. doing weird decisions like this, like with Leo Rush, like with Roddy Piper, you know, the original plan to bring him in, like Sean Davari, you know, just bringing these guys at their prime and being like, no, we're going to speak, talk, you're a manager, especially, and you pointed this out on Twitter, in a company that who dislikes manager. managers. Yes, that's that's what we're going to do for one of the hottest wrestlers in his prime. And I, and and my, my thinking was, well, if they give this to Adam Cole, I'd say that'll be a great thing in 10 years. I'll be in AEW wrestling for a while. And then when I want to take a bump or two and, you know, in the twilight of my career, much like MVP, I'll come here and I'll take a bump for somebody. I'm, I'm good yeah. with that. But uh, yeah, you're, no, this is just this no. is a piss poor idea. And it, it, and something that probably just should have never left the room in and about a conversation with whoever's leaking sources. Well, we don't know. We don't know who leaked this. We, we don't. I, mean, it, 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 I don't. It wasn't him. I don't think. Probably not. It was one of those. It could have been in the process of a conversation. Somebody sent a list of pitches. Who sure. broke this, by the way? Was this Sean? I think it was Meltzer. 
Oh, it was Meltzer? Okay. I think it's Meltzer. Because I know who Sean talks to. <laughs> so, but, and, and, uh, yeah. but ultimately, like, we know, look, Adam Cole, and even with all the Twitch stuff, right? It's like, you know, which I, 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 I can understand to a certain point, but I also think it's weird that that would be the make it or break it for him if they're throwing him gobs of money. He's like, no, I want to keep, keep my Twitch channel. I think... You, We've seen the reports. We see how things are going in NXT right now. I think Adam Cole just is a smart guy, saw his contract come up, sees the writing on the wall in regards to the direction they want to go with NXT, uh, dropping the dropping the you know the young indie talent for uh, younger athletes that they can mold into WWE superstars. Like he see he saw the writing on the wall. I think he's just, he just looked at the big picture. My contract is up. You know what? I'm good. I'm going to go wrestle elsewhere. And I'll be with my, I'll be with my best friends on top of that. Well, but I mean, thank he's, you. Had, he's had friends who've gone up to the main room. I mean, he's friends with Ricochet. He's friends with other guys up there. He knows the deal. He's friends with Cedric. I mean, they, he knows that all these guys were in PWG together. He knows he had talked to Kevin Owens and go, Hey, what's, what's the temperature up there? Sure. And all that. So, yeah, no, I, I, I thought I didn't think he was going to resign. That, that's just I thought, if anything, there was more of a chance that Brick would sign with WWE <laughs> at some point. Yeah, no, no, before, yeah, before before anything. But, you know, all right, that's our news. Quick uh, shout out to our sponsor this week. My bookie kids professional tackle football is on now started the NFL rooting for laundry, putting some ducats out there. It's no longer just soccer and baseball actual sports coming up with over five hundred thousand dollars in contest prize money up for grabs the nfl is back in action and so is winning season at my bookie head to mybookie.ag to choose from a variety of boosts and free bets and get on on the fan favorite one hundred thousand dollars super contest which only costs you ten dollars to enter pick five games against the spread each week each win earns you a point and each point gets you closer to the grand prize in order to get you started, make your first deposit at MyBookieAG. Use promo code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S, to instantly receive double your deposit. That's double the money. Double your winnings and your first ever deposit using promo code ROPES. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Let them know that Shake Them Ropes sent you. It's always nice to have a little bit of action on, on any kind of college football game or pro football game, and that's uh, it's when my season comes up, and I do have an account at MyBookie, and, uh, you know, Although Joe Lanza, voice of wrestling, using my bookie to bet on pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, that, yes. That's, that's something, man. It's a, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yes, but, but they have all sorts of bets there that you can bet on. You can bet on the, on the Emmys this year if you want. So, yeah. Go to mybookie.ag. Use code ROPES. Double your deposit. So now the, the lazy river of wrestling commentary that is Shake Them Ropes. Let's do some ice-cold all-outtakes. After the first 90 minutes of this show, I was putting it up there with the all-time great pay-per-views. For me, that's Bash 89, Mm -hmm. probably WrestleMania 17. Uh, Maybe the it's overall, maybe the best AEW pay-per-view of all time. There were... There were some down spots. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't a perfect pay-per-view by any means, but I expect those types of things in wrestling. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Uh, Things I really liked. I love Miro and Eddie Kingston. It's one of my favorite programs because both guys could talk 
I think Eddie, I think Miro is locked into this God's favorite champion character mm-hmm. to the point where he's one of my most improved wrestlers, even though he's very good already. Eddie, of course, is Eddie. You can talk anybody in the building. And this match was just two mean guys beating the crap out of each other. I'm here for that. Always here for that. Thought uh, Moxley, Moxley's match with uh, Kojima needed to be somewhere else, though. Because it came in and it was kind of the same thing for a while, you know, the strong style stuff back and forth. Uh, other things I really liked, look, the tag match was just absolutely sublime. I'm, I'm not going to say necessarily the best cage match ever because I, I, I mean, I have two cage matches that I don't think will ever be topped. And that to me is Tully and Magnum, the I quit match and yeah. War, War Games 1992, which is just a spectacular oh, match as well. 92. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, the, the dangerous alliance versus sting squadron one yeah yeah i thought that was really good and look i like i love me some more games but for what it was it was insane it was great it was bloody they brought back the old thumbtack shoe from the pwg days which i loved uh, i like a little blood in my cage match that's what i want out of this uh one down part seven minutes into the match jr is asking who the legal man is i'll kind of forgive him because in the nwa they did have tag matches in the cage, but they haven't had these in 35 years. <laughs> Warren, I don't know if you've noticed that as well. Um, no, notice that they have tags in cage no, matches. No, notice, I don't that, notice, care. That Jim, notice that Jim Ross was asking who the legal man was in the tag match when there weren't any tags. Man, look, you know, it is it's the hardest opinion to have out there when you when you say Jim Ross, it, Jim, it's Jim Ross's time to bow out, you know, <laughs> Oh, because not, not here it isn't no, no but out there it is because then you'll get a type of put some respect on his name yeah and that's not the point i i don't think there there is going to be there's going to be solely right and there is going to be jr as far as legendary commentary commentary voices for wrestling is going to go absolutely and his work is phenomenal beyond reproach but here even just listening to rampage tonight oh yeah Excalibur wasn't there and it showed. Yeah, he needs to be the voice of this brand. Excalibur is the guy who keeps everything in uh, in in order. And I, JR tonight was completely lost. He was completely lost. And it, it's aggravating when he spends his time just pointing out that, you know, what the ref does and the ref's not doing this, the ref's not. And I get it. Like, there, AEW referees are more on the new Japan side of refereeing, you know, than they are anything else. They'll just let stuff happen. You know, they they each have their own flaws. They have their own personalities. They are not just automatons in terms of like WWE. Like, you know, you know, you know, you're going to get some, some version of ineptness from Rick Knox because that's his character. That's his thing. In the, in this, in this federation, as opposed to Lucha Underground or PWG, you know, Aubrey's going to have a little flair for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. that she does you know and and, and bryce is gonna be bryce is a guy everybody likes but sometimes it's like oh you knucklehead you know that <laughs> kind of thing yes yeah, so, yeah I, I like he has that. this bewildered sense about himself sometimes where he's just like oh, what what's going on you know and it's endearing but before i get to my, my nitpicky stuff and it's just it's just one thing really well actually it'll be two but it was so great to shut off a pay-per-view and have gotten almost everything you wanted out of it. Sure. I mean, D- Darby and Punk was was pretty damn great too. I, I don't mean to short shrift that. I'll, I'll 
as I explained to you guys, if I do a show where I break down things already, I sometimes forget to go on my other show and put it over much like the SmackDown reviews. When I used to do them with you, I used to forget to do SmackDown on this show. Cause I just figured everybody had listened, but no, I did. I did an after show over on fight game media about this show. So it's, I've spoken to it at kind of length, but I, I just wanted to kind of hit some main points, but I, I loved the tribute to Bret Hart and one, two, three kid. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice thing. I thought that that match was everything it should have been. And I liked the handshake and the makeup afterwards. I liked, I really liked that part of it. But I mean, after this with the debuts and everything, it wasn't just, it wasn't just a hard plug for Monday night raw the next night. It was like yeah. it wrapped up a lot of angles or, you know, you knew what stories had to continue. You knew what stories didn't have to continue. You got a nice crowd pleasing feeling at the end of the show, which is so rare with WWE pay-per-views because they're setting up the heat mm-hmm. for the next raw. And, you know, who will Bobby Lashley face next? Will it be drew again for the hundredth time? Yes. Okay, <laughs> great. You know, that kind of thing. I, I felt, I, I did not feel like I wasted my money on this pay-per-view and I, and that's, that's something for me. Cause I mean, it's easy. These things are so easy to pirate and things like that, but no, I pay the full freight. I watch them on my direct TV. So I don't have any interruptions or anything. I can't go on live streams or anything like that. Cause everybody's behind and drives me nuts, but <laughs> I, I, I adored this pay-per-view quite a bit. Now I get to my one critique of this pay-per-view. Go ahead. The Casino Battle Royale. You, they went a little too clever with this because here, was, here I assume was the pitch. Okay, we're going to do this. And the problem with previous Casino Battle Royals is that we've just had all five people come out at the same time when the suit is called, except for the one person with the thing. They just go in there and they start doing their match. We need to spread this out a bit. So what we're going to do is we're going to do what they do with the Royal Rumble is everybody gets an entrance. Everybody gets some shine doing things. And then the next person will come down their musical play. They'll get some shine and then so on and so on and so forth. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous round bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. 
But those arena club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. The problem is they were having people trying to get their moves in while playing the music for the next person. The camera going back and forth. They didn't know who to focus on. Mm-hmm. When this should have just been a basic battle, kick, punch, whatever, battle royal. Like poor Layla Hirsch is back suplexing Nyla Rose. And, and no but it's in the it. middle of somebody else's entrance. So kind of part of that gets missed. So she doesn't really get her full because it was so rushed and stuff like that. If, if you're going to do that, you either have to get rid of the five at a time, or you have to get rid of that kind of thing where everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a moment in the, in the thing mm-hmm. at the beginning, they can have moments during the match, but they can't have it right when they come in and clean house, like a, like a run in your thoughts. Um, I look, I never thought that AEW's forte were their battle Royals. You know, I don't think that they've ever been very good. And, and the fact that they changed the formula here, I feel sort of was lost on production because what you, what you said here harkens back to the initial casino battle Royals where Stuff was happening. Production could not keep up. Remember the infamous cigarette spot oh, yeah. with Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc where it was happening, but no one knew it was happening. This is, it was kind of the feeling that I had in this one here. It was like, we're taking a few steps back. We're trying to give some shine, but I, I, I felt it was mostly a production issue that it was just like uh, we had we had some trouble keeping up with what we envisioned for. Well, this. not not just that. I think they had a they, they have a problem with the format of the Casino Battle Royal because there's way too much focus on the Joker. Mm-hmm. The Joker has to be a big name. The Joker has to be a special guest. The Joker's, you know. Well, I mean, it's. On- the hangman page was a joker yes that's true and that's what they need to go to they need to they need to start now after a few book a few where somebody in the company that's already known is the joker and draws the joker as opposed to here's special guest star leo rush here's special guest star mercedes martinez here's special guest star right uh ruby riot um yeah, uh, before we go into anything other AEW, let me know what you what do you think of uh, all that. What what do you have on your uh, list there of things? I I I mean, you know, we're, I'm just going to parrot 
everyone else. This was a fantastic pay-per-view. I sincerely believe it is AEW's best pay-per-view. I think they needed this kind of pay-per-view, a top-to-bottom winner. Not without faults, you know, but I think the positive way outshines yeah. and the negatives didn't dwell i mean no. you know that, that that paul white match was everything it should have been for two minutes <laughs> get out of there and that's it that's the thing everything fell into place and you know what jeff on top of it all the pacing of this show was pitch perfect i think that is the main quality this was a show that was a breeze to watch and you we talked I use the term, oh, this was a breeze to watch, you know, for indie shows, you know, that last two hours, two and a half, you know, you like breeze to watch. But this was a full blown main event pay-per-view that did not feel bloated at any given moment. Everything was strategically placed. Everything made sense. You actually felt like there was three acts to this pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Um, I loved it. I, th- I, I thought it was fantastic. I, like you, was in love with Miro and Eddie Kingston. (laughs) I am glad they're running this program again because it was everything that I like about a a, a pro wrestling match where two guys just want to beat the hell out of each other. And the talking brought them there, yeah. And Uh, the talk, there you go. You didn't need, and you know what? Minimal amounts of talking, Jeff. Not eight minute promos, you know, just- And not expositional promos, promos about the other guy. I'm going to, you know- and all you need, and you know what put it over? Eddie Kingston with one throwaway line at the rampage before that. I'm going to re- redeem these nuts. That's all that was needed to put this one over. It's fantastic. And you're an old school guy. I have old school sensibilities. What this was right up our alley, I think. Like this, yeah, you yeah. couldn't ask for anything better uh, as far as as far as this show went. Um, my match of the night was Darby and CM Punk. Okay. And I know it, you know, I've been called sacrilegious for not putting over the, 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 the cage match, but I'm going to tell you, Jeff, I think we got the perfect veteran return match. I, I think yeah. the storytelling in this match was impeccable. I look, I'm not going to pretend that I'm some wrestling savant, and that I picked up on the one, two, three kid Bret Hart thing from the start. But when I did see it, I did. Well, bravo. But when I did see <laughs> it, I was, you know, and Punk's expression, I was like, okay, so, you know, if you take the, the story of this match, right, was does CM Punk still have it? That yeah. was the thing that they were saying, saying it verbally. That's what that was the hype. He, Darby arm drags him. CM Punk sits there for a second. He's like, okay you know, moment of doubt. And they have these, these great exchanges, not a, not a move is wasted, man. And then the turning point, because my prediction, just like most sensible people, I think had the same prediction that CM Punk was going to win. No way in his hometown in, you know, seven years back. I floated the idea of him losing. I did, but it didn't make sense. It It didn't make sense. You know, I was going at least look for myself, went in here saying, CM Punk is winning this. But when he hits that one GTS that's, that drives Darby out onto the floor and CM Punk extends his arms and he goes, no, and it's like, I messed up. Well, that was a great but, callback to, oh, to Money in the Bank 2011. 
okay. Sometimes these callbacks, they, they go okay. over my head. I feel okay. like I'm no, better no, no, with the New Japan right. callbacks. I interrupted your point, please. But th- the point is that he got, and Darby falls out of the ring and he's like, I messed up. And from that point on, Jeff, knowing how, you know, a little bit about match structure and so on, I'm like, okay, look, Darby ate the finisher, but is able to get out of the match. Now I have a legitimate seed of doubt. From that point on, I'm like, Seriously, this match could go either way. The From under- this point on, I am buying what you're selling. The and I thought it was fantastic. The Undertaker setup was fantastic. I yes, was the Undertaker great. setup I was great. Was so great. Because <laughs> uh, we have an AEW show on the network, I don't want to go too heavy into the other two shows this week. But speaking of pacing problems, how do you not allow an audience to sing Kaza Ninare uh, for <laughs> Minoru Suzuki, kids? That's... Uh, it's no bueno, but other than that. Sacrilege, man. It's not yeah. no bueno. It's sacrilege. No bueno, it's sacrilege. Uh, that was good for what it got. Uh, the only, I thought the follow-ups were all great. Look, I love Tully. I loved, uh, I, you know, I, I liked the pack El Idolo angle and then getting rid of Chava, which I assume will bring Flair in. My one quibble was on the Ruby Riot thing. I don't think, I think she should have had an easier squash here than the Jamie Hayter thing just put rebel in there rebel only has to take the finish here's who ruby riot's going to be in aew one two three and then you give her because the problem was we had her in the battle royal where i had a problem with the ending of the battle royal too because that thing on the apron went forever mm-hmm. <laughs> i was just like it's going too long here guys just give ruby the big win and let's get out of here and it was kind of the same thing here it was just like Ruby struggling <laughs> with Jamie Hader, who should have been like the second or third match in this thing. Maybe local competitor Rebel Jamie Hader and then Brit. But uh, you know, it was just it was just too much. I want the reintroduction. I want the quick win. I want you to tell me who she's going to be in this company, and then we can just move on. It, it's it, it's not that hard. But instead, we get this slog of a match with Jamie Hader. You're higher on her than I am right now. Let's put it that way. Fair. Um, and I think, yeah, and I think it's going to take, it's going to take Ruby a little bit of time to get out of the pattern type thing, mm-hmm. but she looked fine here. I, I liked it. It's just, we need to acclimate us to the character a little bit. That's all I wanted here. And I, and I agree. Um, the, um, you know, there's only so, so much you can do with uh, well-produced vignettes that you put out on social media, you know, to get, uh, to get your character over ultimately ultimately it's it's the ring work you know it's a it's a malachi black situation malachi black is currently considered a top star in the company uh a bad asset you know exactly what this guy is all about because they booked him as such um uh, maybe look i can i can appreciate though this is the one thing i can appreciate i can appreciate aw creating some factions some alliances with with the women in the women's yeah. division. Like I always, I, you know, I love the fact that Chris Statlander hangs out with the best friends, you know, I think the pinnacle needs a woman. I, I think. Do. The, and, and so does team Taz. Does I team mean, Taz. I, I think, Layla I think Hirsch they all belongs do. in team Taz. Oh God. Yes. And the, the idea of Brit having her own little group of, uh, of people, you know, her That's heater. And, too. I mean, I love it. But give her red shirts so that people can beat them. I'm fine with that. And that's what Rebel should be. And that's what this is what should have happened. And but the thing is, Rebel hasn't wrestled in such a long time. Like she's been she's been, you know, have t- 
doing makeup. She's a super talented makeup artist. And that's where that's principally why she was hired. Uh, and then they put her in the ring and yeah. then it's like she she she's not not as crisp as she once was. I guess she's not as uh, fast. Get her out of the ring or she goes in. She eats a soul food by Ruby Riot. That's all I wanted. Yeah, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted out of that match. And I'll, I'll go with this as my last AEW note. I'll let you bring up anything you want to add to this. I loved I, I loved the progression of the Nightmare Family War against Malachi Black. And mm-hmm. I really liked Dustin Rhodes and what he brought to this match because the grizzled veteran should know how to get one over a little bit on Malachi Black. But he's not as fast as he used to be. He's not as powerful as he used to be. And eventually, new gunfighter kills old sheriff, even though old sheriff knows what's up. And I dug it. I, I really did. I know it's leading to Cody. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I don't then, know why I don't know what people have against Cody in, in the Twitterverse necessarily. I kind of do. I think they're wrong. I think Cody has great instincts a yes. lot of the time. Uh, but yeah, people are uh, people are onto the uh, Malachi Black Reformation thing. It's 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 uh, the the one thing that AEW has done well is that Ruby was the proper choice to go against DMD to get Britt Baker back as a heel because she's getting way too many face pops. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Pittsburgh. Thanks for nothing. Well, I don't. I didn't mind the regional pop. The problem was the regional pop then carried over elsewhere, and they yes. started booing Red Velvet everywhere, like in Chicago when they put her up against that hometown hero. Wow, well, you know the thing. The thing about this though is, I, I, I wonder how they can heal Malachi Black. Like, who's likable that they can kill that can, that is worth killing? I mean, maybe, maybe John Silver of of the Dark Order, something like that. But uh, in this, in this nightmare family feud he's gonna be the baby face in almost every arena in this country except in in my heart so well i also do remember cody Rhodes saying that heel baby face uh alignments are passe right yeah they are somewhat but in this case in this case it's obvious that malachi black is supposed to be the villain here no, absolutely. No, I'm being facetious. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Look, I'm in complete agreement. I think Malachi Black's push has been the most expertly done thing um, for for a newcomer in the company. Um, you know, I don't think you can add that kind of shine to um, to uh, Andrade. You know, you can make an argument that Miro was rehabilitated. Maybe Miro didn't want to come in. You know, as a he wanted to just relax and chill out and walk around in his three hundred dollar pajamas for a while. Maybe that's what he wanted to do. But the best Black, you didn't like the best man. Come on! No, I loved it. I know I loved it. I dug it. I thought it was great. Um, but the um, Black came in as a serious threat, and he's been perceived as a serious threat. He's you know he's uh, you know he's ended the Anderson bloodline effectively. You know, got rid of you know of 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 uh, Big Shoddy and. Uh, and yeah, the progression has been fantastic. Cody's going to come back. Prob- is he going to get the win back? Well, probably, but I don't think he should. Um, he and he's smart c- enough to know. And he, what's cool is that straight out the gate, because you know, eventually, right? Eventually he'll get a win. Eventually, eventually <laughs> he'll get the win. But you know, eventually Kenny Omega is going to drop that title to, mm-hmm. you know, conventional wisdom would tell us and hangman page. And I, yes. I, I'm still behind that. You're going to have an instant mega threat for Adam Page straight out the gate with a Malachi Black who is just uh, kicking the faces off of everyone. 
And I think that's really interesting. And I, I, I trust AEW enough to have that type of foresight, you know? And I think that because Paige is going to need, Paige is going to need a big threat early on to, uh, to establish him as a champion. I really think we'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't go over the debuts of Cole and, and, and Brian Danielson real quick. Uh, I thought both were fun. I, I liked, yeah. I liked the fake out of, of Cole and then joining the elite it's the and, most... then, and then Danielson came down. And I, 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 I don't want, I kind of don't want smiling Brian Danielson. I kind of want, I'm going to kick your damn head in Brian Danielson. I'm hoping he goes, right. he's just so naturally, you know, Likeable, likeable, affable, it, yeah, affable, smiling, happy mm-hmm. to be there. But uh, yeah, I think they're both good. They they both have nice programs going in now. It's uh, they're gonna do the elite killer thing where he he gets their Cole, Cole beats Kazarian, I assume, and then I believe then it's gonna be Danielson and and Cole at some point. And that that you know we saw that on SmackDown. That was pretty damn good. You could run that over a million times, and hey, you know what? Look. Tell me, tell me you didn't get a little shiver, a little shivery that, you know, your heart didn't, you know, grow one size. When you saw Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, it's going to take me a while. It's taking everybody a while. Trust me. Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega face to face in a ring. Tell me you didn't get a little, oh, yes, this is actually, this is actually going to be a true to form possibility. Whether it's for the title or not, it's going to be something that's going to happen for me. And that's exciting, you know? Well, nothing happened on Raw, so I'm not going to talk about that. But I did want to kind of give some props to SmackDown because I thought SmackDown was a very good show this week. The question is, is are they going to continue no, being of course good not. shows? This was just a big show for the anniversary of the 20th or the 20th anniversary of 9-11 in Madison Square Garden. This was a Raw SmackDown super show, so they were getting big time cards in there no of course not but as you said they put on a good show when they put their mind to it and i loved this the i i liked this edge seth rollins match more than i did the SummerSlam match Ditto. i thought this thing was great and i loved i it's a little hokey for him for for seth a little bit to be the dog who catches the car and has no idea what to do with it I'm fine with them giving him this kind of story right now. I want to see where it goes. I, I like good. If they're going to turn him baby face right after just turning his, his wife heel. I think that's going to be funny, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the one thing that, I mean, look, WWE loves put on the patriotism schmaltz, mm-hmm. you know, the, the boomer patriotism type of thing. They, they're not really that generous. You can see it's a little cynical in nature, mm-hmm. And on the 20th anniversary of this, it, this is not the time to, this is not the anniversary to say we are resilient. You know, that's one through five pretty much. I mean, this is kind of reflection type of thing. And mm-hmm. for me, they could have really done something special here. And I know this is fantasy booking and we don't do that on this show all that often, but you have Thea Trinidad right there. Her dad was a firefighter who died in the towers and on 9-11 you could baby the hell out of her mm-hmm. in front of a national audience right here and really have done something there but they can't get out of their own way they could have done that and, and a company that is a little bit more in tune with fans and feel-good moments like say an aew i think would have and i think that's a damn shame 
because she just she had her gear her new cosplay gear and then they didn't use her on the on the tv so i i, I thought that was disappointing but show overall i i still don't think the becky lynch heel turn is working yeah i hate it i i, I don't I, like it it's a little too subtle for the room it's too cute by half as we like to say here it's it's she just like she's that. just gonna keep running and running and running and i and i don't think bianca's doing well playing off of this oh okay well here we go bianca B, bianca belair is the est right so she's the best at everything why isn't she cocky all the time this is what i because she has the attitude she has the 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 the, the presence to pull it off right she could be that when she was feuding with Bailey. What did they turn to Jeff? Oh, I was bullied because, uh, you yes, know, because you of know, how I look. Oh yeah. They just because of how I look, but you're like, N- lady, you, you are convincing us that you are the greatest at everything. Why should, why suddenly do you become, you know, Oh, but when I was a kid and it's the same thing with Becky. It's the same thing when she, when, when she, when Becky showed up at SummerSlam, uh, yeah, at SummerSlam, excuse me. And Becky was like, let's have a match right now. Bianca went like this. She did one of these. She started scratching her chin, looking down. Oh, do I want to do this? You are the champion. You are Bianca Belair. You jump right in. You say, yes, of course I want to fight Becky Lynch. Right. That's exactly what you want her to do because that's what her character is supposed to be. But Becky comes in and, and, and she's soft. She's demure. She's like, sure. It's Becky Lynch. Pardon the pun. Lynchpin of the, uh, of the division. One of the faces of the company. Sure. That's fine. But this is what this uh, steel strengthens, sharpens steel. There we go. You know, that's the exact type of situation we should be in. We're doing, we're doing these soft ass, uh, 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 contract signings. We're doing all this this junk. It's it's not connecting and it's not working. No, it's not real. It doesn't it doesn't connect as real. And I want to I want to follow up a couple of good points that we really didn't bring up here when we were talking about this earlier. Not me and you, but uh, Chris and I when we were talking about this angle. They did they did in that Bailey thing. Uh, you just remind me they did to Bianca what Alexa did to Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, they made her weak. Absolutely. And you're just like, what? No, you're trying to get sympathy for someone who's just, you know, hey, I, that should just be an aside. That should be. That's why I don't like you. And that's why I'm going to kick your butt type of thing. And then on this, it's almost it's almost like they want her to play almost stereotype with the with the uh uh-uh and and things like that, as opposed mm-hmm. to just being quietly confident that you are the EST and you are the best. And Hey, you don't want to fight me. That's fine. Give up your title. Yeah. And go. And, Just, and, and, and then on the other side, the Becky thing, this is what they do with heels. If you're not Brock Lesnar, if you're not or Ronda Rousey, you're a weasel. And so they're turning her into a weasel. And people don't want to see her be a weasel. Well, that's the thing. It's no one wants to see Becky Lynch as a, a as a heel. Like th- this is really no. the, the summer, you know, this is burning right money. In the this summer, is burning a giant pile of money. And we've said that before here, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we don't have to rehash it at this point, but like nobody, nobody was clamoring for heel Becky. We want, <laughs> you know, everyone Except wanted Becky. to hear from Becky Lynch. Saved from herself. Yeah. And the thing, 
but you're right. They make Bianca look weak. The, the Friday after SummerSlam, Becky Lynch is in the ring and, and, and Bianca comes in, right? She, to, to sort of, there's a bunch of people, but she comes in to do her bit. Why didn't Bianca come in mad as hell? Why didn't yes. she come in yes. angry? No, she comes in doing her skipping thing. Yes, and smiling. With, with her and brain and smiling. Goes, yeah. Hey, you know, no one in this company, or at least the baby faces, no one in this company gets angry when bad stuff happens to them. No. Drew McIntyre gets screwed out of his title. He disappears for a week, comes back the next week. Well, you know, oh, I'm yes. going to get my title back. Up, yeah. up, 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 and he's trying to, he's plugging one liners. He's being super <laughs> smug. You're like, if I'm Drew McIntyre, I'm back the next week on Monday, the night after the pay-per-view and I'm flipping tables. I'm, I'm threatening Adam Pierce with bodily injury. Like I'm mad. I'm mad, but yes. no one in this company gets angry outside of Bobby Lashley. And that's why he is a fantastic world champion for the company. Yeah, that's and that's all you want. You want just people to be upset when things happen to him as opposed to, hey, I still have a job here. The most wonderful company in the world, the WWE and not like part I get of the it. WWE universe. And blah, I, I, blah, I, blah. I get it. Like the superstars are supposed to be above this in Vince's mind, right? They don't do it for money. They don't, you know, they do it because because being a WWE superstar is the greatest thing ever. But yes, then then. But then why do the titles matter that much if when you lose them, you're like, it's fine. We'll go back and do this again. You know, it's, it doesn't it, it just rings completely false. And especially with the baby face, if you want to get the crowd behind the baby face, show that the baby face is pissed off. Show that the baby face is, is angry that he got screwed out of this opportunity. They did it with Drew. They're doing it with Bianca. It's they made they made Xavier Woods' win against Bobby Lashley a one liner this week. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how come he hasn't demanded a title shot right, right? now? Right? Yeah. That's right. I just like wearing my NWO st- wolf pack stuff and playing my trombone. Yeah. He's going to become the Toriano of WWE. He's going to have wins you? over. How dare you? you He's going to take Toro's name champion. out of your mouth. He's going to have all the wins over all the champions, but he'll never get a title shot. Uh, yeah, but I mean, overall, SmackDown, I mean, because I don't want to talk about Charlotte and I again, that thing was just a cluster. But uh, like, I liked the Heyman stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. They finally they finally moved some pieces on this damn Roman Reigns storyline. And, and the, the tag match was fantastic, too. Up I thought until, it was good, too. Up until the end. You know, I just just... Montez Ford being so into it, he just throws his shoe into the crowd. I, I thought that was just a great moment. Thank God they they dwelled on that a little bit on commentary. Pat McAfee is so so welcome on this. He makes Cole raise his game to 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 make him have to pay attention as opposed to just giving buzzwords here. But yeah, I, I thought SmackDown was a perfectly good show, and and, for, and we're getting the demon. Extreme, and we're rules. getting the demon. So. Yeah, that was a crowd-pleasing show. That's a show I want every WWE show to be, and it's not. It was just simple and nice. I liked it. I I, I enjoy. Look, it, it. You know, the hour one and hour two are completely different. Hour one, you know, the, the, it's lots of talk, lots of exposition. You know, your typical thing. But once the Seth 
uh, edge match kicked in. Everything, everything flowed. All I want in pro wrestling and my pro wrestling matches uh, shows, Jeff, is pro wrestling. That's all I want, really. <laughs> I, you I, know, just, I just want smack talking and fake fighting. That's all I want. Really. That, that, that's all I want. You know, I don't want contract signings. I don't want contract signings, verbal debates. No, I don't want that. I don't care about courses that. unless, you know, I don't mind. OK, I, I'm no, I, I can't because I'll be a hypocrite because this is a great segue. Sometimes comedy is done well in wrestling and attention must be paid. And that bachelor party sketch was great. It was <laughs> on fantastic. NXT. Yeah. It, it I was don't put over their comedy a whole lot, but when it hits, sometimes it like oh, the Trey young thing at SmackDown was great tonight. Mm-hmm. Whoever's idea that whoever Trey young agreed to go into hostile territory just to come down to the ring and get <laughs> thrown out was friggin' fantastic. That's that's that goes against the grain of thinking. Look, sure, sure, Giannis is on AEW. This was good. I good for you guys for doing that, and good for Trey Young for being a good sport about him, wanting the heel heat from it. Back to this bachelor party. It was everything it should have been. It was, it was Gargano being the straight man and buying into the absurdity. After a while, it was Loomis being a killer again. Finally. The zombie ref running gag belonged here. And thank God they made him a zombie ref, except for the one moment he didn't, shouldn't have been the zombie ref. And I I just go, my God, they got that one down. That was perfect. Where he just breaks character. And he's Canadian, turns out. You're Canadian? (laughs) Uh, You know, Cameron Grimes paying for the entire thing and just going off with the money thing. Yeah, of course he's going to be, you know, uh, Drake Maverick, who I guess it now has aged out of NXT and has been brought up to the main roster to chase the 24 seven title again, like a geek being uncomfortable in the limo was pretty, it was fantastic. I mean, look, the bachelorette party wasn't good. Okay. It, it was, it, it was quick. It was easy. It, 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 those are harder to do than bachelor party. Look, writing dumb stuff for men to do is, is a little bit harder because you know, you want to respect the women at the same time, whereas you don't have to respect men, really. <laughs> you just put them in stupid <laughs> situations and poop on them and other things. Yeah, exactly. Funny. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I've i hated this story. But I've thought Gargano was a great actor in it. And this was the week where Loomis did everything he should have done. And I, I just go. You know, you got you got to give them credit when they do things well. You can't just crap on the company all the time. And this was uh, this is one of those segments where I just go, if they didn't try and do these things every week, this would be such a memorable segment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because then because then they'll turn around and they'll give us uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, who eating. I like Zoe Stark a lot. Yeah, she's great. I do, and she's. I've said this to you, and as a fellow Canadian, she reminds me a lot of Ron Garvin in terms of oh. her demeanor and kind of her no nonsense stuff, but she's also kind of put in these situations. The way she looks when she's put in a weird situation reminds me so much of Garvin where he'd be like, that's interesting. I'm too good for this, but I'm going to play along anyways. Cause it's part of the gig. I think she has something, but man, this, this uh, RK EO tag team where EO is just in her own reality. You know, this has to end. Look, this has to end with EO just kicking her ass, right? It has Pretty to. Much. It has to. And 
if there's one thing that we'll say here is that Io Shirai is the most consistently uh, is the most consistently well written character and logical because this has been her thing for lo- a long, well, long she's time. Crazy, she doesn't have to be logical. That's the whole point. Is she's no, just, but, but ever she's since also, she turned, she doesn't like people. She doesn't. Ever like since people. she turned on Candace, yeah, that's this has been her thing. She doesn't play well with others. She she's not even interested in playing with others. And I like. Io Shirai even more because I'm like, Zoe starts like, I don't like, like these people either. <laughs> exactly. And Io's like, no, man, I don't want to be friends. I want to win titles. I want to get a paycheck. That's what I want. I want to get in, win a match and go home. That's what I want to do. And yeah. I can, I appreciate that. It In WWE universe, there was something extremely refreshing about that kind of that that kind of motivation for a character it was like no nah, i don't want to fist bump you i don't i don't care about you man even next to even next to zoe and eo casey and and uh i'm on uh, lacy lane but no uh kate yeah. carter kate carter look tiny they look like children in that ring it's yep. like watching rio versus Britt baker it's like watching a mother and her daughter <laughs> fight and you're just like i don't want to this is uncomfortable because like the lollipop guild should be getting their butts kicked, but they did okay in this match. I, lo- I like this women's division in NXT a lot. I love Kaylee Ray. Love me. Oh, she's Ray. fantastic. And this match with Raquel, I, I think is she's gonna bring it. She's gonna bring out the nasty in her. Who did? Uh, I hope so. Who did? Kaylee, I hope so. I think Raquel needs it. I who think did that, Kaylee I, get the win against this week. They uh, had match. Yeah. Um, oh, Ember. This was Ember. This was a that's fun right. One match and. I don't know why I blanked out too. As as uh, Ember is not a great promo. No, Ember she's, will well, she never, never was. be a great promo. No, Ember cannot do promo. She writes herself, according <laughs> to uh, people in the know. But I still like her. That 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 move, her finisher should have gotten her over on the main roster. I feel bad for her. So I hope she finds something to connect to because that promo did nothing for her and speaking of doing nothing for people carmelo hayes <laughs> has a contract he's going after the north american title instead of the world title which is insane but then well, Alexa, I mean, you have to respect the guy who's like ah, I, you know, I you know i'm gonna you know shoot uh, for a reasonable level you know let's start <laughs> and build from there it's it's james Conn and the simpsons some guys like a challenge not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but getting slammed by Electra Lopez, who I like as well. I like her as an addition to this uh, uh, Legato del Fantasma. I love this act. I love the. I, I like them even a little bit more than Hit Row, to be honest with you, in terms of their chemistry with one another. Don't get me sure. wrong. I like Hit Row. I like Hit Row, but it's, I like him too. But I can see where they're going with Hit Row. I, I'd like them to keep Legato del Fantasma as an actual unit. But when a woman body slams your top prospect and it leads to the pin you can do that and this is an old school thing like baby doll would do that with jobbers mm-hmm. or mechanics in squash matches you can do that you shouldn't be doing that with the winner of your prospect tournament this was why would i want to watch carmelo hayes anymore and frankly, I think he had a very, he has a very, he, he had a tall uh, hill to climb, you know, and I think he's, I, I agree. I think it made it even worse, but I, you know, even from the get-go, 
who was clamoring for Carmelo Hayes to win this tournament? You know, this is if, the move, though. This is they they do this because everybody's expect. Oh, they're they're gonna like the big guys, and then you know, go Triple H does like the small. Triple H does like small guys in terms of athleticism and things like that. But it's they. But then it's eventually not nah, too small. Can't get over. Mm-hmm. Just a quick guy. What's his hook? What's his character? You know all the WWE tropes. I mean, he's a he's a good young guy. But, it, but remember, this kind of paradigm shift came about halfway through the tournament where i thought i thought for sure they're gonna put uh do is it it's duke hogan is that brendan Vink's no, name? Uh, yeah, uh, brendan vink right brendan vink but but his name is like duke hogan i will or never duke. call he will always be the, it's brendan the vink gen- vinkamania is still running wild for me it's the most generic white boy name ever and i can't remember duke hudson ever. duke hudson thank you yes of of the of the Northeast and the Hudson's <laughs> Duke Hudson, middle management material, that Duke Hudson. Yeah. It, everybody thought it was going to be Duke and Odyssey Jones. And then they bring in Odyssey Jones, but Odyssey Jones gets to go to the uh, bachelor party and play laser tag and stuff like that. So he's not, uh, he's not sitting here geeking out to Electra Lopez, who is dressed like Carmen San Diego, which got the laugh out of me. <laughs> oh, she did. She had the, the trench coat and the hat down. I was like, that the only Hispanic woman they know is Carmen San Diego, so they decided to dress Electra Lopez as that. Is that the deal? She got to do geography bees or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Double, double trouble, gonna be like stealing the Mona Lisa, the Louvre, and, Carmen and she's gonna have an acapella uh, oh, God. band behind her. Electra. No, that's her new theme. <laughs> <laughs> uh any other spare nxt i didn't go into nxt uk all it was was uh this week it was they did the uh they did a replay of the Ilya dragonoff match and walter if you have not seen it from takeover it's spectacular it, it really it'll is make you weep with joy and then they did uh the symbiosis versus could not believe it look uh uh, uh, uh oh god i forgot his name big guy uh, used to Bruce eddie Brody. dennis no well no 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 the big guy the, the baby face that they put him up against Oh, Storm um, Wrestling Academy guy. Along with Oliver and uh, or as I call him, Whoop blank. Guy and Bootleg Kofi. Uh, I, 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 I can't believe I forgot the guy's name, but yeah. That's not, Kofi. He is. That's something <laughs> they did. They brought, do you remember his debut? His debut was he's from Ghana or mm-hmm. Jama- by way of Jamaica or something like that. And he's, you know, and he's, he's, his idol is Kofi Kingston or something like that. They brought him out. And they lost his first yep. match. Yeah, he was doing all the, all the Jamaican stuff and the same stuff. And it's just like this is what Kofi's character was. <laughs> and so I and I call call them Whoop Guy and Bootleg Kofi, but it's not really worth your time. But anything in NXT or NXT UK you wanted to bring up that I have forgotten for any reason? Um, what Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the biggest question mark moving forward. In oh, you NXT. think he's a question mark? I know exactly what's going to happen. I think. Oh, really? Continue. No, because I'm like I have no clue what they're what what they what they could do. Like I don't know what 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 direction they're going with. It. I mean, but please enlighten oh, me. Oh, but man, I, I actually forgot something on the NXT UK one that I liked. That oh, I well, well done, but uh, please do. Oh no, Saxon Huxley was the name I was trying to remember. Oh, oh, a manly manly match so between Wolfgang and Sam Gradwell. I I love NXT UK's host division. Yes, I don't know if you've been watching it at all. 
That, but not as not as frequently, but I do pick up on some things. But Rampage but, Brown, Rampage the, Brown's uh, fun. The, the Gallus boys, mm-hmm. all three of them, and this Sam Gradwell beat the crap out of each other on a, <laughs> on a regular basis, and it's beautiful and it's lovely. And I want this on the main roster, not not in some UK sound studio where nobody cares <laughs> about it. But uh, no, please go go ahead with your and oh. Kyle O'Reilly is, is yeah. going to be the is going to be the cruiserweight champion. Probably be shipped over to two hundred five live. Oh, you think that? But there is no like two hundred five. What is two hundred five live? Let's bring that up. What is two hundred five live now anymore? Regardless, people who watch live actually is. <laughs> I, but, you know, I'm kind of at a point where I kind of want to pour one out for two hundred five because it was I, a great when, idea. And and honestly, like the post Enzo era, I covered it over when, when I was at Fightful, I covered it. I watched it regularly and it was some, it was the show that you watched if you were fed up with main roster not giving yeah. you work rate matches because I saw the great uh, Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy matches. Yeah. saw the great Ale- Cedric Alexander run. I saw Leo Rush in there with his, you know, his, his, his blinks of genius Akira Tozawa, I saw the, the Drew Gulak. Ever Rise's all... work in there was great too when yes. they were on there. Absolutely. Uh, Tony Nice, Tony Nice being a backbone of the I whole love thing. Tony Nice. I but love But man, too. they put him in the same match every damn week. I know. I know. But and it was he, good. And, and, you know, he's, he's the uh, fallout boy of 205 Live because if he was <laughs> just half a foot taller, yep. he'd be of superstar to Vince. Because he had the he has the look, he's built like he's built like an ox, he's fantastic. He's you know, he's got the physique and everything. I don't know, like it it, to a certain degree. I you know, I'm I'm sad with what they're doing with 205 Live, just making it a very generic guys that they kind of have signed that they don't want to do anything with, like Josh Briggs, um, Evolve, and all these guys they put in their prospect tournament that they don't really think are prospects. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I like the Creed brothers. Don't get me wrong. I love that squash, by the way. That that was the thing. That I was fun. Yeah, I agree. That was that a lot was of a, fun. That was a good old fashioned 605 in the uh, in, in the Techwood Studios ass whooping by the Road Warriors or the Steiners type match. I loved that. But yeah. did, do you get Steiner vibes from those guys? Because I did. I did, too. Yeah, I, I really got some sort of varsity club type yeah. of gimmick or whatever. They want One guy looks nation. like a thumb. It's yes. like, it's fantastic. I love I'm, it. I'm cool with that. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, look, I, that's all I want to have guys like Otis and Chad Gable and these two. I just want them throwing dudes. That's all yeah. I want. That's really all I want to. Since that's all we want, it's been shake them ropes. You can follow me at crap game 13. You can follow Warren at, I believe Mr. Warren Hayes, all correct. one word. Correct. That's absolutely correct. There, and you can, oh, you can also ahead. follow me. No, but you can also follow me on YouTube as well. At YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, where I have my own, podcast that i record every uh, thursday night 9 p.m eastern 6 pacific just so uh, i can interrupt jeff during his meals <laughs> you see jeff was gonna do the setup for you but yeah but oh. no, you, you watch the sh- you can watch the show at voices of wrestling on the channel if, if you choose to do that we have a lot of podcasts you can listen to music of the mat the flagship with joe and rich everything elite our aew centric show not me other guys cover stateside wrestling here as well like to thank our sponsor, my bookie. Once again, use code ROPES, R O P E S. Get double your money. So you can double your winnings there. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. 
Thank you for listening to Shake Them Ropes. Chris Novembrino will be back next week. Burials will ensue.